Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us now, the best in the business from DallasCowboys.com, the great Brian Broadus. How you doing today, Brian? Doing well, boys. How about yourselves? Hey, we're doing really well, too. Super. We appreciate you jumping on with us, and yeah. we want to dive right in. I was reading uh, some of your notes at DallasCowboys.com. And appreciate that. Yeah, man, it's always fantastic stuff. And uh, you were talking about uh, LVE and Gallup being uh, big standouts from Monday's practice. What were you seeing out there? Yeah, I tell you what, uh, you know, with Leighton Vanderesh, you know, you could talk, you could write about him every practice. There's guys here like him, Zach Martin, you know, Tyron Smith. I mean, they practice so well. They do things that are so unique in the way they play. I think as a Cowboy fan, you have to be excited about a young player like that. Well, him and both Gallup. I, you know, with Gallup's situation too, which was really interesting, is because. You know, we haven't seen Amari Cooper here for, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks. And so now you're in a situation where it's like, okay, who are some of the other guys that can maybe carry this team if something were to happen in the future? And I think that with you look at Gallup, there was a problem that he had when he was a rookie of separating, a problem of getting off the line, the problem of having balance issues and things like that. And I think with, with Michael Gallup now, he is he has picked up a lot of things that have helped his game. He's gotten physically bigger. He used to get bullied. He doesn't get bullied anymore. So all real positive things about him. Again, Leighton Vanderesh, you know, you can just, again, go on and on about the things he does during practice, uh, the mobility, the agility, the finish. All those things are very, very uh, uh, inviting when you start talking about linebacker play and how it pertains to this scheme and how they need their linebackers to play. On the Gallup stuff, do you think his progressions are what you would call standard or normal from first to second year, or is it a little bit better than that? I think it's better. I think it's better than with him. You know, there's there was a side that you kind of watched him in college, and you thought, oh, this guy's got a chance to be a good player. And then I think he's taken it. He, his body type is really unique to a receiver. You know, I'm not saying he's a six four, six five guy, but there's so much smoothness now to his game. I mean, he took. Uh, he took Jordan Lewis up on a route, and then you know, and, and Jordan Lewis has been covering just as well as anybody in this camp, and you know, and Lewis was with him, with him, with him, and then all of a sudden, this the break that Gallup made to get to the outside and get that separation, you know, Jordan Lewis had to rally, and they, and then Xavier Woods had to rally from the middle, and you know, they just couldn't get to him fast enough. Dak did a great job of getting the ball, so. You know, these are just things you wouldn't say are normal uh, accelerations of, you know, of, of ability. This is stuff that he, you know, he's had, he has talent, and now we're kind of seeing that talent uh, get uh, get uh, uh, elevated even more. Brian, if Zeke doesn't show up and doesn't play this year, how Alfred would you? Morris. Is, yeah. that, is that what you yeah. think it'd be? Because yeah, Tony Pollard's not that guy, right? Yeah, Alfred Morris is your guy. Coaches will never go back. The, the coaches will always go to something they know, and that's why they went out. They were they got scared. They were they were scared. They thought, you know what, Zeke's going to miss any games, and then all of a sudden Zeke started digging in, and then it's like, wow, maybe Zeke will miss some games, and so. You know, they got scared. Teams started sniffing around on a guy they want. Jerry Jones even said it in a, in a staff meeting. He said, hey, if we don't draft a running back or we don't sign a running back, we can go get Alfred Morse. Let's not forget that, boys. And all of a sudden, Sean Payton down there in New Orleans starts sniffing around a little bit, and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute now. Hmm. I'm not going to lose a guy here because, you know, we're not being very proactive, and people say they haven't been proactive anyway. 
But I, I, the coaches, I, I think, would go. They would start Alfred Morris, and then you would find a way to get Tony Pollard involved, whether it's at receiver, whether it's at running back, whether it's slot, whatever you want to do to get Tony Pollard involved, they'll find a way to do it. Okay, I want to stay on that for a minute, Broadus, because we were using Cal Watkins' roster projection just as a jump off. Boy, he's asking me what, who's going to make this team, so that's a really bad idea doing that. <laughs> well, uh, one thing yeah, that's Yeah, don't interesting... look at Calvin Watkins doing that stuff. That's just a terrible idea. Well, so I'm the, just kidding. The Go question ahead. is, <laughs> does Alfred Morris, do you think, make this team regard? Yes. Regardless. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. So because, what happens with Weber? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Weber has shown you enough to be able to say it with all certainty, even though they had a higher grade on Weber. They had a third-round grade on Weber and a fourth-round grade on Pollard. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll, they'll say, you know what, people think running backs are dimes a dozen. I mean, everybody I listen to on the station will tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, running backs don't matter in this league. <laughs> you know, so anyway, you know, if, you know they'll, they'll find a guy. If, if, you know, there's Jason Garrett said it today in the walk-off. You can't keep all these guys. You just can't. And there'll be guys who'll say, you know what, we don't want to lose this guy. We don't want to lose this guy. But you know what, if we lose this guy, it happens. And I just don't think that with Weber – you know, just because he was a seventh-round pick, don't feel like that he has got this, uh, you know, that they've got his this spot for him here. I just feel like that they, these coaches, they're, they're going to protect themselves. They're in, a, they're in a contract year. If you want to talk about a guy who needs a contract, the head coach needs a contract. So, yeah, they're going to do everything they can to win games, and, and, and Weber's not a guy that's going to win them a game right now. I'm not trying to kill the guy, but what did they see in Weber to have a third-round grade on him? You know, I mean, I think that to me, you know, these coaches, they get they get to a point where they feel like they see, okay, the kid is a little shifty the way he runs. You look at Ohio State, okay, he had a couple of good games. I mean, uh, you know, get some Big Ten uh, competition. You're thinking like, oh, well, we could take this guy. We can develop him and all. And, you know, he came in initially soft. And I think that really kind of caught them by surprise that, well, wait a minute, where's this guy that we saw on tape? And he's got some elusiveness to him. I don't think he's a great finisher, but, you know, he bounces around. He does, you know, he uses a spin move. Kind of, We saw him the other night. He took it in there, spun out of there. You know, these are things that you could kind of get from a back. But, yeah, they, they felt like, though, that they, had, they, they, they stole one there on traits at the end of it. But I think a lot of it had to do with – I think they misevaluated his true toughness. Uh, right now is what I would have to say. So, Brian, trades aren't very common, obviously, in the NFL, but as you start getting to roster cut time, mm-hmm. uh, Cowboys are going to have some areas of surplus and maybe sure. an area of need somewhere. So mm-hmm. how would you think those areas line up for the Cowboys in, in terms of where is their areas of most depth and then what would be their need? Good question. Uh, let's go with, okay, they could have a surplus at linebacker. Now, depending on, you know, what they want to do with Chris Covington, that's kind of a situation right now we're looking at. They could be in a surplus with it with the cornerback. I think that, to me, there might be a very veteran cut at safety with Kayvon Frazier, depending on what happens with Donovan Wilson. I think they really like what they've seen from Donovan Wilson and really not so much what they've seen from Kayvon Frazier. So, that could be one where, okay, there's a veteran special teams guy, stuff like that. Maybe that's a little bit of a surplus area. They, I thought they started off with some pretty good depth along the offensive line, and then that's kind of withered away. I mean, injury has robbed them of some opportunities. Some guys that they're those expendable players that can't afford to not miss practice or miss in practice and stuff like that. So some veteran guys are kind of hanging in there. Uh, you know, I, I feel like that they would look, you know, they would look at the offensive line if they had to. Uh, I would think that they would look at uh, where else. Defensive line to me seems like it's going to be okay, especially at the tackle, because what they'll do is they'll move, they'll move uh, 
uh, Crawford. They'll move him maybe from in inside to tackle. But let's let's keep an eye on what's going on at kicker too. I mean, that's oh. another one that that we all have to. We're all kind of sitting there, and every day they tell us. You know, you guys are over there watching seven on seven, and we're charting kicks. You know, and I'm like, oh, well, every day you tell us he misses a field goal. So what should we do? You know, <laughs> and and then every day you tell us he misses a field goal from 32 yards, and every day he misses a field goal from 35 yards. And by the way, in the two minute drill we were watching, he missed the field goal as Dak drove him the length of the field to win the game. So quit telling me that nothing wrong with the kicker here, okay? So that's kind of where this thing is at right now. And, you know, I think they're going to keep their eye on that stuff. If someone, you know, we saw the first shot really fired from the from the Vikings of, hey, we need a kicker. You know, we don't trust Dan Bailey. We're going to give a fifth-round pick. I think that's kind of where, you know, someplace if you're looking. I think they're going to have a kicking derby or circus or whatever you want to call it when we get back to the star. I don't think they want to do a kicking uh, kicking show out here in front of all these reporters. I think they're going to go and get some guys, work them out, and kind of get a list. And if they don't feel good about the situation, then we'll see them go get that one of that guy's. Broadus, what did you think when they signed Cobb, and is he what you thought he might be so far? I'll tell you what, he made a hell of a play yesterday. I mean, that kid, they threw him a ball. There's seven seconds left in the game, and they throw He's in the slot, and he goes immediately for the pylon, you know, to the left of Dak, and Dak reads it all the way. And so they're thinking, okay, get the ball in his hands and get out of bounds because they need a field goal to tie. Well, they know they got a field goal kicker that might miss the field goal, so they go ahead and go for the win <laughs> is what they do here. <laughs> and they stick it to Cobb on the flat, and he and he – I don't know how he did this. I asked Garrett the question today. I go, how many times you watch that play back and forth? Because he got none of his body in the end zone, but he both his feet, he was so tight to the sidelines, he picked up his left foot and then extended the ball to, out, to over the, to the pylon. And it was such a, a, an amazing play that the two referees looked at each other like, okay, did you see what I just saw? Yeah, I saw what you saw. How about you raise your hands right there? That's a touchdown. You know, and that's the kind of thing that Cobb can do. He's so smart. He's so talented. I mean, there's, you know, if he could stay healthy, he could definitely be a factor in what they're trying to do here at receiver. Last question from the Autoflex Leasing Fantex. We have a listener asking you, Brian, is it possible the Cowboys pick up a veteran quarterback at any point? I don't think so. I think Cooper Rush is going to be their guy. They're admitting Mike White's been playing like a bag of you-know-what, mm-hmm. you know, that Mike White <laughs> needs to kind of be better. They know that. And so, you know, it's not – and, you know, uh, Calvin Watkins asked the question, well, was the offensive line, was it a bad line? No, the same line was playing for Cooper Rush. I mean, it had a couple of different guys in there. But, no, I mean, yeah, Mike White's got to get better. And that's on me, too. I'm the one championing Mike White. And, you know, but Mike White's coming out and saying, hey, I've got to be better, you know. But uh, Cooper Rush has been out playing him. You know, we saw what happened in the game. He looked a little bit better throwing the ball. He's looked throw, well throwing the ball out here. So, I have a feeling that we're not going to see them at a veteran quarterback. I think it's going to be Cooper Rush. They're going to go with two quarterbacks, and that's kind of where they're going to go. Brian, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll be looking for your work at DallasCowboys.com. I look forward to being with you guys on Fridays at 1 o'clock. How about that? You yes, take, you sir. Take over, yeah, you take over that. Sh- you know, you guys, I knew you guys were moving around a little bit on the, on the, on the, show, pre- on the show area. So, yeah, my, my, uh, my guys at that time was always Friday at 1. That's a great time because that's the last time we get to visit for the week. Oh, love it. Awesome. All right, boys, hey, thanks so care. much, Brian. We'll take see care. Thank you. Man, he is Bonus! the absolute, absolute best in the business. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.